Learn how to unlock your subconscious potential by rewiring your thoughts with self-love and hypnotherapy. Join us today with Tarla Magyav's transformational journey. Welcome to the Courage to Be podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Vasayo. And each week, I will bring you amazing guests so that you can tap into the courage to break out of all patterns and live your soul's purpose. Before we get into this episode, if by the end you enjoyed it, please follow, rate, review, and share the podcast so we can reach more people. Because here's the thing, I'm on a mission to close the gender gap in the podcasting world so that more and more women's voices are heard. If you feel that this is something you value too, then please take action by rating, reviewing, following, and sharing the podcast. We can only do this together. Check out the link in the show notes to see how this is done. And make sure to stay until the end to claim some free gifts I have for you. Welcome back to The Courage to Be, where we have powerful conversations to transform our life and transform our business. And today we have Tarla Makaev with us. Welcome, Tarla. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited for our call today and see where it takes us. Yes, me too. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. So you're known as the copy queen and Beverly Hills hypnotist. Tell us a little bit about how you got into, how you claimed that title and what your journey is. Where did this all take you? Yeah. So, okay. For the copywriting, it started off back in the day. Well, I'll say long story boring. That's a way that I say things. Long story boring. I was actually trying to pursue acting right out when I got out of college. I was in a UCLA soap opera acting class of all places in Los Angeles. And I happened to meet my future boss there who hired me at a marketing agency. I had a degree in English with a writing emphasis and I really was pursuing acting and I had at one point been a film major even, but he said, Hey, you know, you can come work at this marketing agency. And that's how I kind of fell into copywriting. So I had the background of writing and over the years, you know, I went from six years in marketing agencies to seven years freelance, becoming a seven figure brand myself and earning clients between eight and nine figures with my copywriting for a lot of direct marketing near the end of my career. Hence the copy queen. That's where that comes from. And with the Beverly Hills hypnotist, you know, I kind of have, well, I have an online business and I kind of decided to really look at what was the linking factor for me and for other people in success. And for me, I found it was really self-love. And I really felt I had a lot of that when I was younger, because even though my dad died when I was one, I had my mom who was always telling me, you're the greatest, you're the prettiest, you're the smartest, you're the best on repeat and really building up my sense of self-image. And that is how I was able to even leave this marketing agency and transition in this huge copywriting career. But years later now, I've always been into self-development. I you know, had become a life coach and then hypnotherapy was interesting to me because I lost my mom, unfortunately, 10 years ago. And because of that, like it did crush my self-esteem because she was no longer there to tell me how amazing, how great I am. And when you have that, like you, you don't realize like how much it really builds you up. Right. And so I have no family. And so that's kind of how I, I started searching for hypnotherapy. And then I started doing hypnotherapy sessions on other people and became certified through Marissa Peer and rapid transformational therapy. I love this story. And I want to 
because you kind of glanced over the copywriting and you've given us the condensed version, which I completely understand, but I want to dive deeper into it and we'll get into the hypnotherapy aspect of it too and where you're at right now. But so you say, you know, randomly got asked to be a copywriter at this marketing agency and then did amazing and then took off and did your own freelance business and turned it into a seven-figure business. Tell us a little bit more about that because that is not an easy thing to accomplish. Like you are in that top one to 3% of entrepreneurs and especially female entrepreneurs. And that's why I don't want to glaze over that. I know maybe that was part of your past. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, like that's just part of my story. Let me tell about it. But I want to acknowledge you with that and just make a point where you can share with us, because I'm sure that you had your own obstacles that you had to overcome and it doesn't happen overnight. And it takes a lot of courage to do that. So tell us a little bit about that part of the story. Yeah, no, thank you. So, well, it has a lot to do actually with the hypnotherapy. I wasn't into hypnotherapy back then, but this was before the movie, The Secret, which I think came out in 2006. This was before that. And Mm -hmm. I just was really into self-development, I think, because my dad passed away and I was always wondering why. And I had this sadness from that, not having had him. And so I was always, you know, since I was a teen in these bookstores, Barnes and Noble, looking in the self-help section. So wherever I got this idea, I don't remember exactly, but I was working at these marketing agencies. I was six years into it. I was just unhappy. I didn't want to work for someone else. I didn't feel like I was being treated the way I should be. I was the only copywriter in in the second agency and they were, you know, earning millions of dollars. And here I was, you know, earning a little meager salary. At that time I had gone from like, I started at 33,000 about, and I was like at 55 now. So, I mean, to be the only copywriter, that's not a lot of money. And then they're making millions of dollars. So I'm thinking, there's something wrong with this picture. So I just wrote affirmations. You know, I found this book. I found evidence that it could be possible to be successful as a copywriter because you're right. I think now I know that I accomplished something huge, but sometimes I forget how huge it was because now I see online copywriters and like people are struggling to get one job. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, like I really did make a big career out of this. And the way I did it is I found this book by Robert Bly. It said how to earn something like how to earn $85,000 a year as a freelance copywriter. They updated it to $100,000 a year. And I read that. I'm like, okay, now I know it's proof that I can make at least $85,000 as a freelance copywriter because someone's done it. So then I did affirmations that I listened to. So no, I just want to make very clear to your listeners, no hypnosis because you can't listen to hypnosis when you're driving. They were just simply affirmations. I am a successful copywriter. I'm a successful copywriter earning $85,000 a year. I'm, you know, a freelance copywriter. I did a a melange of that or melange, whatever, an assortment. I'm speaking half French here. And I listened to that on the way to work and on the way back every day. And I I listened on a cassette tape just so you have an idea of how old this is. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Where there's Um, a will, there's a way. You record it on your cassette tape. And like probably for at least three months, I'd say between three and six months, I feel like it was more like six months. I just listened to that every day. And then one day I kind of had a last straw at this job and I felt like I was 
being treated like a child. Like as an employee, sometimes like people want to have control over you. And I didn't like it. And I didn't plan, I planned on quitting, but not that day. And it just gave me, I don't know. I just was like, I'm quitting today. And I went right in the office. I, I didn't even plan it. And I'm like, I'm leaving, I'm quitting. I'm not respected here, whatever. I'm not appreciated. It's not that they didn't respect me. They didn't appreciate me. And, you know, my boss always had to like, at the time you would correct. I mean, with AI, this is funny to discuss now, but they would correct writing. You know, she used a red pen and she always had something to mark wrong. You know, I'll check, change my copy, even though she always said, I'm not a copywriter. I'd like to be a copywriter like you, but she always makes something, a change. And I, I felt deep down, like, I even doubted my copy at one point, like there must be something wrong with me. There's always being something edited, but I don't know. I still have this belief in myself from those affirmations. I just quit on the spot. I made a phone call a week later. And then two weeks later, I had my first job. And in the first year I made close to the $85,000 that I had said. And then the following years was six figures, the following year was multiple six figures. And then it just grew in a, a seven figure brand overall. So and then I went on and I did this for seven years freelance. And then I had, my mom became ill and I, I left then to become a caregiver to her and things transitioned in my life. But, but yeah, that is how now I teach online business also because I have this marketing background. I love hearing the story because I think auto suggestion, and that's exactly what you were doing. And, you know, from the hypnotherapy, now that you're tying them together, but it seems like you were already doing it without having the studies or whatever. And I, I think that's fabulous that you first decided to find evidence and second started doing the affirmation. So I want to tap into that a little bit because I'm a big believer and I talk this with my clients and we've talked about this in other uh, moments on the podcast that we have our own limiting beliefs because they've been passed down to us by society, by our parents, by our caretakers, by our teachers, you know, fill in the blank. It's just, that's the way we've been conditioned. That's the way we've been programmed. So we have these limiting beliefs and it's not until we start questioning them and asking questions, you know, like, like you did, you know, have being curious, like, oh, well, how is it that I'm only making 33,000 and then it's bumped up to 55, but these people are making millions. And then there's a book, you know, so you started questioning it and then you start finding the evidence of it, you know, just like there are people out there, copywriters that are making 85,000 plus. And then I love that you took the initiative to record the affirmations, to be listening to them on a daily basis. This is one of the things that we share in the Napoleon Hill Institute we actually have with coaches, we do auto suggestion programming too. You know, we have these, we've been working with a hypnotherapist there and she creates these auto suggestions, but I want to hear from you, Tarla, like, because you still hadn't studied any of this, hmm. what made you find that evidence and then make you think like, oh, let me record the affirmations and listen to them over and over and over and over and over and over again, you know, because that you hadn't done it before. And I think that's where the miracles and the magic happens. So we can talk about that too. And I'm sure you have other stories, but where did that come from you? Like where, how, did, maybe because you were reading books or what, how did it show up for you? 
No, I just have drive and determination. Like I'm a go-getter. And so when I want something and I'm a risk taker too, I had a mortgage payment at that time, but I still quit that day. I, I kind of take risks. I think I get it a little bit from my dad. He was a risk taker. He was an entrepreneur at some points in his life. So it was, I, I can't explain it. I don't know. I don't remember. It was like, I just knew what to do. And because your strongest ally in programming yourself, if, if, you know, oftentimes it's yourself, right? And it's still great to work with other people. It's still great to work with hypnotherapists and they're trained. Obviously I'm trained to do this at a higher level, but there's something to be said also for just recording your own voice. And so it was me telling myself, oh, you can do this, you can do this. And the thing is you listen to this when you're not, and, and this is different in hypnosis, but when it's just affirmations like this, you don't, you listen to it when you're doing something else, when you're not actively listening. This, this is the only problem with affirmations for a lot of people, because it's from a conscious level. That's why the hypnotherapy comes from a subconscious level. You're under hypnosis, so you can receive it more, but your conscious will always fight things because 95% of what we do comes from the subconscious mind. So what I did is it wasn't subconscious. It wasn't the most powerful way, but when I'm doing something else, when you're driving, I literally did it for time because it was a time and it was also a reminder on the way to work and back like f this i don't need to be here anymore type of thing it was like a big kind of f you to all that the whole corporate world no offense corporate world i still love you but it was just kind of you know for for me personally it was just like i don't want this and so i hope that makes sense but for instance if you listen to affirmations when you're washing the dishes you're taking the trash out you know you have earbuds in you're walking you're driving, but again, driving, no hypnosis, just got to emphasize that then you're doing something else. So it's like, you're not actively focused on the words that can seep into your subconscious more. So I don't, I can't answer that because I don't even remember. I, I wish I did, but I just knew what to do. Like sometimes you just know what to do. No one has to tell you, you just know deep down inside. This is wonderful. So what have been some other stories now that you understand better, you know, that you were doing it at a conscious level, but to get those true results, you'd want to work with a hypnotherapist like yourself, you know, where you can tap into that subconscious aspect. What have been some other stories or maybe even like what got you into hypnosis itself? Like that you start studying or that other stories that you record, like once you achieve that 85,000 pay and then a hundred, you know, the six figures, multiple six figures, did you start recording different affirmations or did the light bulb go off and you're like, oh my God, this is working. I want to teach this to other people. Like, what was that path for you? Yeah, no, I wasn't recording more affirmations. I just had such a level of confidence from my mom, you know, and I know not everyone has that. And which is unfortunate. I was very blessed, but she made up for not me not having my dad. Nothing can take that away, but I think she was trying to make up and be two parents in one. And she was also very affectionate and loving. So it was always like I could do anything I wanted. And so I had such a huge built up sense of like self-esteem that I think it made it easier for me. And I think it is harder when you don't have that initially. So I have to give my mom a lot of credit in that sense. But what got me in the hypnotherapy is kind of, as I mentioned, my mom then years later, this is, you know, years later now passed away. And then my world was shattered, you know, like I'm alone. I have no family. I have no parent now. Both my mom and dad are gone. I have no siblings. I have no spouse. So it really makes you feel like very alone. And then I have nobody by my side to be like, I'm proud of you. Like, look, we need to have that sense of self, but we also need a community of people around us telling us that they're proud of us. And even a hypnotherapist 
is the person that could do that for you if you have nobody. And that's what I did. So I saw just a general hip hypnotherapist, not uh, R2T, like that's what I do. It's specialized, more superior training. And that person telling me, you can do it. Your parents are here with you. Like that was enough to be like, oh my God. And I just, again, I can't explain it. I intuitively knew I, I needed hypnotherapy. I tried a lot of other things. I tried EMDR, which is great. I movement to sensitization and reprocessing for, that's like for trauma healing. That's great, but it doesn't necessarily help heals trauma, but it doesn't necessarily reprogram your thoughts over time. Then I tried direct neurofeedback because I was suffering basically from depression, anxiety. And look, I'm human. I'm not going to say that like life is perfect past this. I think we can all agree. We all have our moments still, right? No matter how much self-development you do. But I mean, when my mom died, I was suicidal. I, I, I didn't try anything, but I just didn't want to be here anymore. And so like to go from that to where I am now is huge. And now I'm helping other people. And I just knew that hypnotherapy, because it gets into your subconscious mind, it kind of what I did with the affirmations and the, the copywriting, I knew that was the key for me. And that's kind of how I just was drawn to it because, and for a lot of people, hypnotherapy is often a last resort. Like they've tried everything. Okay. This talk therapy didn't work. Acupuncture is great, but like, they might be like, well, I tried this. I tried chiropractic. I tried all the natural alternative healing. I tried IV therapy. I tried juicing. I tried it all. And they're like, I don't know where to turn in. A lot of people, unfortunately, they don't come to hypnotherapy closer. They go at the very end when they've like, okay, I've tried everything. Nothing's work. I'm going to try this. And that's kind of yeah, that was kind of my story too. Why I did it to kind of build my self-esteem back up and have that person telling me you can do it, you know, because my mom was no longer there. I appreciate you sharing that vulnerability. And then also your level of awareness of just realizing like, wow, I did have that self-confidence. I did have that because I was passed down from my mom, Yeah, but I'd say you're one of the rare people that have that. And you're so lucky that your mom gave you that as a gift, you know? And so what would be some tips to someone that might be listening that did not have that encouragement from their caretakers, their parents, you know, anyone else, you know, maybe they were told you're not good enough. That's one of the main beliefs that I see, you know, yeah. you're not big, tall enough, young enough, old enough, fill in the blank, you know, you're not something enough. And so their self-confidence is lower. What would you, what would be some tips or suggestions for someone to build their own self-confidence like that, Tarla? Yeah. Well, first of all, I mentioned that is my specialty for the hypnotherapy, self-love, self-esteem, and confidence. So that is what I specialize in. You, you were born confident. We were all born as babies. We were all confident. It's just the programming we got. So remember you were born with confidence. Every single one of us, no matter what kind of childhood you had, that's how you're born. You're born happy, babies smile, you know, they're happy, right? And so it's about undoing that programming that you received, right? And so it's about whatever someone said that was negative, it's about the opposite statement. You're not enough, I am enough. And actually Marissa Peer, her whole theme is I am enough. So it's really about doing opposing statements. So whatever you feel lacking, people might think I'm a loser. You know, and we've all thought that at some point, hey, we're all human. It's not like this is isolated to a few people. Every person, no matter how successful on the face of the planet has had these moments. Then you say, I'm a winner. You just say the complete opposite and you write this down. So obviously I'm going to say the best way to do this is through hypnotherapy because it will go into your subconscious. You can also journal this. You can 
journal it. Whenever you have a negative thought, keep a journal with you, write the opposite thought and make a list of that. And then read those thoughts like daily read. I'm a winner. I am confident. I have high self-esteem read whatever it is and have that or record it the way I did and have that seep into your subconscious. The only missing part there is that a lot of people will not understand why they feel that way. They might consciously think they understand and that might be part of it, but there's often like in hypnotherapy, when I regress people to childhood, there's often things that they didn't realize were actually the real reason that's attached in a different way than what they thought. They might've thought this is the reason I feel this way, but oh no, they remember it was something else. So you're missing a large part without doing regression and going back and looking at why. But this is a great starting point to just do the opposing statement. That's a great way to start to whatever someone says negative to you or to yourself, because we're the most self-critical, you say the opposite. I love that. And at the same time, from the listener's point of view, what if they're saying, but I don't believe it, you know, like I'm writing down, I'm good enough, but I don't believe it do we keep on doing it and doing it? Like, how do we overcome that? Because I think a lot of people might stop themselves. Like after the third affirmation, like I've done many events and I actually call them declarations, you know, more than affirmations when, and we do them about money. And I've had several participants at the events, like, but I don't believe this. Like, I just feel like, oh, like affirmations don't work. What do you have to say to that? hypnosis. I mean, that that's the whole point of hypnosis. So we don't believe it consciously. And that's what I was saying, because 95% of our actions are based on the subconscious. So people are trying to make conscious change with coaching. This is why sometimes it won't work because there's no way of countering your subconscious is always going to be stronger than your conscious mind. That's why I got into hypnotherapy. That is the way to change things consciously. Now, another way that you could try on your own is if you record those affirmations, like I said, you can listen to them in the twilight stage as you're falling asleep because you're more suggestible then, or as you're kind of waking up, you know, if you're just starting to wake up and you just hit, hit your record or hit your button on your phone, whatever, something you recorded and you're, you're still in that kind of twilight stage of waking up, you can listen to stuff when you sleep. So your mind is open to suggestions when you're sleeping. If you think about it, if you hear something drop in the house in the middle of the night, you're sleeping, it wakes you up. That's because your ears are always open for business. They're always listening. So you can play them then and you can try that. But this is the exact reason what the question you just asked is the exact reason why I got into hypnosis because yes, affirmations won't work if you are and I don't want to say that to discourage anyone. It's just a fact Like if your subconscious is saying so much of the opposite, it's going to win. It's the stronger of the two. This is why you've got to get into your subconscious mind. But this yes. is a good starting place, at least to start, right? It's better than doing nothing, but also the brain learns by repetition. So this is one thing Marissa Peer talks about. And so if you repeat these affirmations over and over, or you listen to them over and over, like, let's say someone tells you over and over as a child, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You hear it on repeat in the background. Even if you're not even listening and you tune them out, your mind is listening, your brain's listening. And that's how people develop low self-esteem. They're told over and over that they're, they're, they're good for nothing. If you're on repeat telling yourself you're amazing, you're fabulous, you're the best, you are phenomenal, then over time, now this is not something that happens overnight, 
For instance, I have people listen to the recording for at least 21 to 30 days. This is 30% of the session I do. 70% is in the session, but 30% is listening. So this is not something where you snap your fingers and it's gone overnight, right? We do a lot of work in a session, but you still have to continue the process. So it's important to do this. It's a lifelong thing, right? This is great. I'm so glad that you could uh, clarify that for us because yeah. it's important to remember that 95% is the subconscious. And that's the part of the mind that's in control. It's not the conscious. This goes for everyone that's listening. Okay. We think that it's the conscious and it's in the doing and the doing and the doing but it's so much deeper than that. Can you do self-hypnosis, Tarla, or no? Or do you need to work with someone? Do you mean if I do it or just some- it, kind of, Just people I, in general. Like, can someone do self-hypnosis once they learn how to do self-hypnosis or once they learn how to do hypnosis of some sort? Yeah, absolutely. People can do self-hypnosis. Of course, if you're working with a hypnotherapist, it takes it to a whole other level because you can't guide yourself through regression. You can't do that yourself. Like someone has to do that for you and guide you. And you're the one doing the work, but they have to guide you through that. So what you could do is you could do transformation recording. So when I do a session with someone, it's a two hour session because a lot comes out and I do only one to three sessions with most people. It's very, very quick and very transformative. So at the end, I do a 15 to 20 minute transformation recording. Now that is the part that I give to client. That is the part you can essentially do on your own. When you do self-hypnosis, you can basically listen to a recording. Now, the first hypnotherapy session I ever had with someone who was a general hypnotherapist, that's what she did. She did coaching with a transformation recording, but it wasn't as strong because coaching again is conscious. And look, I love coaching. So there's nothing wrong with coaching. I'm a coach myself. So I'm not, I want to be very clear. I'm not dogging coaching. What I'm saying is it's great to start with the subconscious mind and then you bring in the conscious mind. So you combine them, but you've got to get the subconscious first because otherwise consciously you're going to continue repeating the same patterns if you don't change what's in your subconscious. So you can do the transformation part, right? But again, that's just a small percent of what would happen in an actual hypnotherapy session. So, but you could still get some results, but it's important to get to the meat of the matter and why this is even happening to begin with. Because once you can break free from that, uncover those lies, basically reframe them, then the transformation happens. But if you're going straight to the transformation, you're missing a lot of the piece of the puzzle, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. And I love that you're not ditching coaching and the conscious work, because I think it's a combination, like you're yes. saying, and I yes. think that's great, but I agree with you. I think we have it reversed, like all these years, you know, coaching and all these different things. It's like, we've been in this conscious place of how we're supposed to do it versus Let's start with the subconscious first and then go into what we're supposed to be doing once we detangle that. This is fascinating. So what are some stories, Tarla, that you might have that are your own or clients or even within your training, like peers that you might have had? Because I'm a big believer that when you work with the subconscious mind and you're reprogramming like this, like even when you did it without even having your title of hypnotherapy, that you just walked in and quit without even knowing. I believe that the synchronicities start happening and things happen in, in weird, magical ways. Can mm -hmm. you give us a couple of stories, either yourself or clients that 
after doing a little bit like a, a session or two that things change for them? Because you also mentioned that your sessions are pretty fast. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I'll just say for myself, I'll speak about myself first. When I had my first RTT session, I released more junk and trauma than I ever imagined was still in me. And look, I had done years, decades of self-work and, and personal growth. It's not like I've never done anything. So of course you would see that. And that is what shocked me. And so it was really able to help, you know, get me back to the place that I was like, essentially, even though my mom's not here, it's like an extension of her. It's the next best thing. And so it was really able to just flip my mind. I mean, there were times, despite having been so positive and built such a huge business, there was a time, so I'll just share this after when my mom was dying, we had extended family who we visited throughout the years in another country every couple of years. And they basically abandoned us. And, you know, I had this abandonment issue from losing my dad at one, even though he didn't abandon me, he didn't purposely die, but you know, you feel a sense of abandonment and I felt it all over again. And so I had a real disdain for them at one point. Like I really was sad at first in the first few years and I was alone as a full-time caregiver. There was no help. My mom wasn't in a home. I didn't have help at the home. I was doing this. It's tremendously overwhelming and people will not understand unless they've ever been a caregiver with absolutely no support. There were no Facebook groups at the time. There was nobody for me. So the, this family wasn't there for me. And I was a very, very sad in the first few years. In the last year, I became angry because, you know, they say anger is power. Anger doesn't make you bad. I heard this somewhere, so I can't claim it. Anger doesn't make you bad. It makes you a badass because as long as you turn it around and don't stay angry, but I anger really came into the play at the very end. And then I noticed after that, I had this, like, I had this negative self-talk towards them. And I noticed walking around my house, just like being angry. And I was able to release all of that. And, and that also affected my self-confidence because I thought, God, my own family that we visited all these years, they can't even be there for us. Like they don't care about us. That affects your self-esteem. So I was able to release all of that in that session. And in general, what RTT has done for me is it has gotten me back the place that I was because I got to a negative point when all this stuff happened and my mom's and then my mom died. It's a lot of stress and it can really, you know, when you're alone to deal with all this, it can take a toll on you. And then depression, anxiety, it can switch your thoughts from positive to negative. So it basically reframed my thoughts back to the positive. And it's like magic. Okay. I say it's like magic, but it's really science. There's a science behind it and hypnotherapy and their studies and people don't realize this from top, you know, Ivy league universities, but it really, it just, what's magical about it for anybody, not just me is it flips your thinking like overnight because you listen to this stuff. And when you're listening to someone tell you positive things, even if it's not yourself and it's a hypnotherapist, you just, hello, you suddenly feel magically positive. And it's just, you know what I mean? It's on repeat in the background. And so you know, background of your life. Well, really you listen to when you're laying down and when you're sleeping, but that's what I mean. It, and even when you're sleeping, it's in the background. So yeah, that's how it personally affected me. And then I've seen like, even though I target women in my, you know, I work with women in my online business primarily, you know, and that has been my audience. I love working with men in hypnotherapy because men are, I feel like so deserving and kind of they're not used to showing their emotions because they're taught as little boys not to show their emotions. And so one really memorable guy was just, you know, like a lack of confidence in 
business success, even though he had a lot of success, you know, very similar to me. And just, you know, him telling me like, just the relief, like he was kind of scared at first, but the release that he got and how it just changed his frame of mind. But he said, like, I told you things I've never told another person in my life. And that kind of freedom to feel, because obviously everything I do is confidential. It's between me and, you know, that's strict confidence. And so he just was able to like release all this, again, I call it junk and come to a new place. And it felt so freeing for him. And he was able to go on and completely change his mindset and just be a light again. And so it's, there's all the stories basically sound the same because they're always the same. They're always about someone they had money blocks or they had a fear of public speaking, or they had, you know, an issue with business success or a relationship issue with their, their sibling. And just by listening to these transformative recordings and having the sessions, they're able to flip the script and just feel so much happier. I have tons of these testimonials on my website, the beverlyhillshypnotist.com. They're all there. I even have audio. When people come right out of hypnosis, you can hear the change in their voice. So you guys don't hear what they sounded like at the beginning of the session, but they've given me permission, obviously. But right after they come out of hypnosis, I have some clips of people, what they sound like. It's like a different person. It's like, oh, and they say a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. It's just, there's something about unleashing this and then also getting that positivity spoken into you with, by the way, in hypnosis, I use the client's words. It's not me saying, if they say money block, I don't say, oh, everything you touch turns to gold. That's what I would like someone to say to me, but I don't say that to them. If they say, you know, whatever, I'm the star of the show or whatever they say, I use their words. And that's what also makes it extremely powerful. This is great. I so love this topic. And I actually have known of Marisa Peer for years. And it's on my to-do list of just, I want to get trained as well as a hypnotherapist with her. But for those that have never heard of Marisa Peer and this type of training, can you talk to us a little bit more about it and what you found was different and why you liked it, you know, and the rapid transformation, what are the, it's rapid transformation therapy, right? Is what she calls it. So yeah, tell us a little bit more, Tarla, like what you saw with it and why it's different than maybe other ways of doing hypnosis. Yeah. So Marissa Peer is a world-renowned, award-winning hypnotherapist. She actually was featured as the hypnotherapist on Mind Valley. So she's really, really big. From Britain, she's been called in Britain, Britain's top therapist. And she's just, you know, like I said, won tons of awards and been doing this for 30, 35 years. And it's fabulous. She's, you know, been on all kinds of shows and Lewis Howes and, and all these people. Her technique rapid transformational therapy, what's different is I call it hypnotherapy on steroids. So, which it really is. It's just when I compare the session I did initially with the general hypnotherapist to what I do now, it's like nine day. You can't even compare the two. And really when, once people do a session, they go, wow, they they didn't know what to expect. And I can't really adequately describe it because you have to experience it to really understand it. But what's different is that we just use many tools and techniques throughout it. We're not, I'm not doing a long induction. Induction is where we get you, we induce you into hypnosis. I'm not doing this, you know, you're strolling through the garden and you see these beautiful pink flowers. As you keep walking, the sunlight is days, you know, 
dancing in the greenery, whatever. Right. And so that's not what I'm doing. I have some hypnosis recordings like that. That's great. But this is a long way, usually 30, 40 minutes of leading you down a path of relaxation, which is great. Relaxation is fabulous. But what we're doing is we're doing a quick induction. We do it by having you roll your eyes up. It's the same thing you do when you go into REM into sleep at night, which people don't realize you roll your sleep, your eyes up when you're sleeping. And so that gets you quickly into hypnosis. It's a relaxed, natural state. There's nothing scary about it. There's no mind control or anything like that involved. It kind of feels like meditation. And so we're inducing hypnosis very quickly and we're going straight into regression. So I'm not wasting time. And then after that, depending on what the client's situation is, I have different tools that I use, but we start, like I said, by uncovering what is the real issue. So you may think, oh, well, my lack of confidence is related to, I don't know, this kid bullied me in school, but then you could see, oh no, it was actually related to something that my sister once said to me and you'll, it scenes will come up. So we'll do three scenes, sometimes four, and then we'll reframe all that, but there's a lot of tools in between. And then once we reframe it, we'll do a transformation. So it's, it's an entire process that's customized as bespoke process to the, the person, but it just uses the neuroscience, NLP, psychotherapy, CBT and hypnotherapy. And that's why it's way more powerful than just hypnotherapy. We're using a lot of different techniques combined into one. So, and it, it works on neuroplasticity, the changing your neurons and the pathways, your neural pathways. That's great. Thank you for that explanation. What would you, and you're saying that when you're working with your clients, it's like a two or three session type of thing. Yeah. So now everyone's different. So we can't make any promises, but usually we say one to three sessions. So it could be one session that someone needs. It could be two, it could be three. Now, if it's something that's been existing for longer, they might need more than that four, six. But what I can say is we in RTT, it's about a quarter of the sessions you'd need with a general hypnotherapist, because one to three is really for a general hypnotist is like between four and 12. So you'll see some that will say you need 12 sessions. No, you don't need 12 sessions in RTT. You can have 12 sessions. I have a year long package. There's one session a month and Hey, there's nothing bad about that. That's absolutely amazing because you just get more benefit, but it is a very rapid way. Hence the name rapid transformational therapy of making change and a huge change. And so everyone's different on what they'll need. And we kind of have to get into the first session to see and, you know, so then I also have a package that has a coaching session in it, but I have these longer ones, six and 12 months, and they include coaching, what we're talking about. So we incorporate the hypnotherapy with the coaching. And so you're combining it. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it works. That's fabulous. Thanks for that. And what's your vision with hypnotherapy? Like, what do you see for yourself, for the world? Like, what would you like to share about it? I just think everyone needs self-love and then that's the most important thing. I believe the root cause pretty much, and I didn't mention that RTT's root cause hypnotherapy. So that's the difference. We're getting to the root cause, not just giving you a pretty transformation, but I believe that every problem imaginable stems back to self-love really does. If you have love for yourself, nothing is impossible. Everything's possible. It's when we lack confidence, self-esteem, that is pretty much the root of any problem, problems in business. Uh, a lot of people, they do all the techniques and strategies and in online business, I see that over and over and they're not succeeding. It's because of businesses and life is 80% mindset, right? And mindset, you can't have the right, my saying is you can't manifest unless you have the right mindset. 
And you can't have the right mindset unless you emotionally heal. And that's where the hypnotherapy starts. And the mindset is the coaching. And then the manifestation is your fabulous life thereafter. This is fantastic. Where can people find you, Tarla? Yeah. So my main website is tarlamakayev.com. I know that's a lot. It will be put somewhere because the spelling of my name. And then my hypnotherapy one is the Beverly Hills hypnotist. You can also find that on my main website, tarlamakayev.com. But yeah, if you go there, you can schedule a 15 minute complimentary and confidential consult. And then we also have a pure self-love complimentary recording. So I know they can access that from my website, tarlamakayev.com. That's like a, about 20 minutes. Don't quote me on the exact time, but it's a really nice, I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on it. Really nice, just positive uplifting recording and that people love. Thank you for that. So we'll have those in the show notes. If you want to download the free self-love and look more in depth as to what Tarla's offering, because I think this is wonderful to have in our tool or in our toolbox or in our gem box instead of our toolbox. And so as we're wrapping up, Tarla, what's one thing our listeners can do to live a life with more courage? Wow, that's a great question. Believe in yourself. And I know it's easier said than done, but look back and look back at all the things that you thought you couldn't accomplish, but you accomplished anyway. Look back at all the times when you had obstacles in your way and you thought, I can't get past that. And you did. And just remember, if you did it once, you can do it again. That's great. Thank you for your time, for your work, the work that you're putting into the world and for being with us today. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me and taking the time to chat. Thank you. I am so grateful that you joined me today. If you enjoyed it, there's one thing I'd like you to do. Click on the follow button so you don't miss a single episode. Leave me a rating and a review and please share. As my way to thank you, email us a screen grab of your review at the email in the show notes and we will send you a free Crafting Your Future guided visualization, which is so simple to do with outstanding results. It will empower you and give you the confidence to attract and create the life you've always desired. See you in our next episode.